0: Good people, it's Reg, it's done. and uh, on our end, the last couple of months, we've been buying up all the masks that have been returned because COVID was over. But thankfully for us, we found out that LA is on lockdown. So, as true American capitalists as we are, we'll be flooding these streets with new, well, really old masks. You know, as we go back <laughs> into the old protocols, you know, we've got everything you need, we've got the masks, we've got the yeast. You know what I'm saying? We've got the pizza stones. You know what I'm saying? We've got the sewing kits. We've got cheap guitars. You know, all those hobbies you kind of threw away after. You know, it's like, yo, summer, COVID free, yada, yada, yada. It's Delta, Sun. It's a sequel. You know what I'm saying?
1: Bro, I I think I might have to become like a anti-lockdown, like, <laughs> Republican right now. That, that's I, a I whole was lifestyle enjo- change. Yeah, I was enjoying. <laughs> I was enjoying my 2019 energy. Like... I was telling
0: you, I was indoor dining, man. It was great. That's it's it's like Wranglers jeans, <laughs> a lot of red, white, and blue gear, like a lot like. of fucked up haircuts.
1: <laughs> and it's funny too, because like this cat, like this old coworker, I used to work with, um, who I thought was a cool person, on the IG now anti lockdown. Like, Dang. you know, like, and it's not like, oh, you know, man, like, it sucks that it's locked down. It's like, yo, the government, it's like Nazis, you know, so... But I kind of feel like I need to join him that right now. Like I was enjoying, I was enjoying, enjoying the summer, you know. I was, I was out here, out in these streets, and uh, now everything's about to get locked down again. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I, I was <laughs> able to speak to bartenders. It was, it was like it was face to face. They weren't forcing me out. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, it was, it was a new, new feeling. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. Even, even, um, I, where was I? I was at like, uh, I, was, I went to pick up some wine. At like the wine shop and like nobody had a mask on behind the counter. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's this is what we're doing. CDC.
0: (laughs) That's what y'all said. Fuck your rules. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Fuck your guidance. (laughs) But uh, as we've said many times in this podcast, y'all get vaxxed up because trust us, nobody cares about you. The government don't care. Your fellow people don't care. This, stay safe, stay protected. Don't be out here, you know what I'm saying? Having unprotected air, you know, strap up, cover up, put on those Jimmy hats. You know what I'm saying? Don't be out here breathing strange airs. You gotta wake up in the middle of the morning, middle of the night, you know, depressed, sad that you let yourself, you know, breathe the unprotected air. You know, so you are weak of the flesh. You know, as the Christians say. You know what I'm saying? You don't wanna wake up with no air STDs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that's what they have to do, right? They, I feel like that's that's that's. You just have to make it's a sexually transmitted disease of the nose. I don't know, um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, like get get vaxxed up, people. This, this shit is real. Yeah, like, this real. shit is
0: like no joke. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so uh, I I guess we will will go go segue. Into uh, why, why some real deal. So, you know, it's, m- music's been popping up. You know, concerts have been happening. Me and Stone have discussed this. We've been buying the tickets. You know what I'm saying? Ready to go put on our, you know, freshest, flyest urban outfitter's gear. You know what I'm saying? i got my 2012 skinny pink jeans. I'm ready to be out here repping. You know what I'm saying? But it looks like shows are getting canceled. You know, the foos... You know, kinda kicked off a big stadium, I think it was a Big Arena Tour, Big Big Arena Show, I should say, with Dave Chappelle. It was yeah. a big deal, yada yada yada. But their next gig is cancelled because a team member has caught the vid.
1: Yeah, and I you know what? I I feel like this is just gonna be the new reality for at least the next year. Like no matter like how many people get vaccinated, there's always gonna be new variants and things like that and it's just gonna be like like fits and starts, right? yeah, and, you know, and, and it sucks too, just because you know I like the foo fires like really put in the effort to make sure that 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 their shit was locked down in terms of you know testing everybody and and whatnot, but there's only so much you can do, you know like the, this this is like the most contagious variant out there, so um I guess it's not surprising. Um, it is kind of crazy just because, um, look, the Foo Fighters, they're going to be okay. They're just going to license, like, all their music to a bunch more commercials and they're going <laughs> to get their bag. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people who are um, yeah. just indie out here struggling. Um, and, you know, the few artists I follow and they're, like, super excited that they'll be, they'll be able to play festivals and, like, play, like, venues again. Um and those are the artists that are probably going to get hurt the most, right? If, if we go back into lockdown, or if, if you know, even like these things where it's like shows get canceled, tours get canceled, um, you know, somebody from like the the other band's crew get gets uh coronavirus and shuts everything down, like you know, those are the people I feel for the most are are kind of the indie artists out here who are who've been waiting for a year and a half uh, to get back out there. Do I mean, you know, we both have bought, like, tons of tickets. I'm just buying tickets for, like, shit in November.
0: Um, don't even know when. I'm just like, cool. Um. I, I'm buying tickets for anybody. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you know, Stevie, you know, if this going to be a fucking Cracker Barrel concert, I'm there. Fuck it. Buy four tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to catch up, man. I'm just like, I'm trying to be in these streets.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know, like,
0: what... <sighs> It's just like nothing, nothing you can do right now, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you got, and I, and I guess, and going back to your point, it's like it, it's good they did the right thing. It's good to testing. So it's like. I don't want to paint it as a negative. You can make the argument that the fact of they they hopped on this so quickly is a good thing because, trust me, a lot of people, a lot of organizers, like I said, there's a lot of money. You've got the organizers. You've got the people who foot, foot the bills. You've got crew. You've got, you know, a Foo Fighters show requires like hundreds of people to put on besides the Foo Fighters. So it's yeah. very easy to kind of be like, well, you know, because the way they kind of said a team member, it sounds like it's not necessarily a band member, but probably like, let's say a guitar tech, you know, somebody oh, yeah. who's... Somebody, somebody heavily involved in the live show but not part of the band. And it would be very easy to be like, look, we'll just replace Bob, we'll call in Steve, and then we'll cross our fingers and hope none of us have it. But, you know, like it's, it's kind of cool that he kind of did that, so props to them. But like you said, it sucks because very easy for a big artist to kind of all right say okay cool I will postpone it keep the money in my pocket see y'all in like 6 months but you know the touring acts under them you know the people who actually do the job the people who actually fucking work the fucking venues these are people who lose that days worth of pay and it kind of sucks but like you said it's going to be this is kind of we kind of have to get used to it we kind of have to get used to plan B's because you know the we're it's less about us on lockdown but even post lockdown, we have to learn how to live with the, vi- the virus, and that's the way it is. It's like you know, if you got to shut shit down, you got to shut shit down, better the dad than lives. Yeah, true, and I and
1: I feel like this is just going to be because you know coronavirus. And look, I am not a doctor, so you know, but you could be a doctor.
0: <laughs> this is two thousand twenty one. On, give on, us, give on, us some on, medical on, advice on,
1: on Facebook. On Facebook, <laughs> I can be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know i got the 5g um (laughs) but you know it's just I, i i feel like um you know coronavirus unfortunately is going to be with us for a long time um you know we're probably we're never going to eliminate coronavirus um it's just going to be like the flu basically um and which it sucks but is what it is right um but given that that like you know I guess prognosis. I mean, we still have this next year and a half of kind of like we don't know like, things are things going to lock down or they're going to like stay you know like open up or like it's going to be all these fits and starts and, and and I feel like nobody's prepared for that and I also feel like um, just the the music industry's like are, like they still haven't figured out like twenty twenty right? They still haven't figured out how to to pay musicians. Venues, you know, there's this whole government fund for music venues, and a lot of those venues, like, have to go through so much red tape to get, like, any type of funding. Um, so a lot of that money that, you know, I think the the Save Our Stages fund that Schumer did, a lot of that money still hasn't been, like, given out or dispersed, right? Like, we gotta get our shit together, because this is is just gonna be the, 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 the M.O. for the next year or so. Um, and, you know, we can't just say, oh, we're just going to keep things open, like Florida or Tennessee. Like, there, there's definitely lives at stake. Um, but there's also, like, livelihoods at stake. And we have to kind of figure out, like, how we're going to live with this thing. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It's something that needs to be done. I'm hoping, like you said, is we'll find and hoping that, like, that next year and a half, we'll find a happy medium where, like you said, it's going nowhere, but at least it'll be like, all right, this happened. We have A plus B equals C. We've got a plan in place. Somehow people get paid. You know, somehow the show gets, you know, we, we, from the fans' perspective, the promoters' perspective, and from the artists' perspective, we kind of get used to it and do it so that way that everybody, and obviously us, us, us least, 'cause, because, you know, while we're suffering, we ain't suffering in our pockets. But, you know, somewhere where the promoters, where the performers are still able to kind of, you know, adjust relatively easy, where it's not some shit where, you know, like whole tours fall apart because this day changes to that day changes to this and that, you know. Something where it's like the the show's able to go on responsibly, and if it's got to stop, it stops and starts again. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely.
1: Speaking of the bag. Speaking of the bag, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the UK, uh, and I guess this is a a bill in UK Parliament. Um, There, and I guess there's. I don't know how Parliament works, man. Like that whole like system is crazy. It's but. I feel yeah.
0: like they were drugs and it's Like a parliament, you got a prime minister. You got you got all. It's it's obviously it's it's insane compared to our form of government. You know what I'm saying? The United States, we've done it right. Oh, America, America, America! America back, <laughs> see the Wranglers, baby. We're learning. We're learning. <laughs>
1: but I, I guess like there's a bill in Parliament in the UK to uh, adjust the uh, royalties that an artist makes from streaming. Um, from an average of around 16% to 50-50, and I guess in the UK, art—it's basically radio is 50-50, um, which I don't know how it, how it is in the US. I, I think it's probably lower, but um, in the UK, so radio, like I guess there's a 50-50 sp- split between um, like rights holders and the artist um, if you get play pay, uh, play on the radio and it's a much lower for streaming, and they want to make parody between radio and streaming. I mean, this makes sense, right? <laughs> like, I... I'm, this should be, like, the most popular bill uh, in in the world right now, and it's not. You know, obviously, the labels and the streaming services and all the powers that be are kind of like... um, You know, kind of like their guns are out basically. Um, you know, and Apple Music is kind of like, hey, like we're gonna watch this. I think Spotify is kind of like, yo, like, you know, you know, some bullshit language around like, oh, we're empowering artists to make way more money <laughs>
0: <laughs> on our platforms to like, hit millions more people than they would ever have access to. Even yeah. though they get point oh 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 one percent for each of those new people.
1: Yeah, I forgot the quote but I'm just like damn this is like masterful like bullshitting. It's like a master class in bullshitting.
0: What's like, fucked up is they played a, a lawyer an hourly wage to write that. That's probably in the hundreds.
1: Like they they probably play an intern or associate, like who actually did the, the
0: actual work. True, like minimum actually, yeah. wage. It trickles down. But uh, but no, I mean,
1: like I. It doesn't seem like this is going to take. Um, you know, it's, it's I, I feel like the it's like the prognosis for this actually passing, it's fairly low, but it's kickstarting the discussion, I think, which is really interesting. Um, and of course, like there's been called for Congress in, in the States to kind of like take the the lead and, and kind of do this, but, um, obviously that's not happening. And, and we, we don't value arts in, no. in, in, in the States. Um, and they, they, they do to a, to a point in the UK and Europe and Canada, like things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's 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 going to be interesting. Like like paying artists a fair wage and giving artists a fair uh, you know cut of, of their work um, and paying them what they're
0: worth. What a concept! What what a crazy new idea! Like like why haven't we thought about this before? Like how about we we pay them for we we pay them for their labor stone? Gasp! Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, like I said, it, it's just kind of those things where it's common sense. It should have been happened. Uh, it's cool the UK is doing it because, like you said, is at least in Europe a little bit more pro-artist. There's certain stipends. There's, certain, there's, there's, there's money built into the budget literally to keep the arts going. So hopefully they take a standard that kind of trickles down to and hopefully eventually reaches the United States. I mean, it's just common sense because, I mean, at the end of the day, when you starve these, when you starving the creatives, you just won't get any creative art. So, you know, what's sad is a lot of these same old fogies are probably like, "Music sucks. Why is everybody listening to Claro or something?" Whereas it's like, you know, the reason why is because you know, if if you guys miss your little, you know, classic rock, you know, guitar, bass, drums, fucking vocalist shit, you know, that shit's expensive. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're mad at all these changes, if you want to see if you want to see artists come from a wide variety of places and not just basically, you know, be funded behind fucking hedge fund daughters. shots to King Princess, you know, it's just things like that. Where, you know, shots fired. <laughs> shouts fired. Yo, I, she's got like merch and shit. Because I, I was going through, you know, I was flipping through a website and I saw there's like King Princess t-shirts and shit, her looking cool. So I'm like, damn, there's a whole King Princess fandom out there. The shooters ready to go, like pay K-pop stands. <laughs> But I digress. The thing is, if, the, if what we're trying to move into in society is a more inclusive place, simply put, locking out certain paths for people who are only moneyed is fucked up. And right now we're kind of hitting that apex of art. The idea is the fact of where if you're somebody who's very young, very talented, but your parents are rich, the music industry is not for you. Pretty much, even across the board, even behind the scenes. Considering the way, going back to the idea, they, they abuse interns, they abuse marketing. You know, yeah. it's something where we've got to up this because, you know, there's a reason why the music industry is very white behind the scenes and to a certain extent in front of the scenes. And even though we talked that good talk about black lives and black squares we're gonna have new people, new members and they're gonna look black and you know maybe they won't look black, but maybe they date black people and this is how we'll fix it. It's like at the end of the day, if you aren't putting money where your mouth is, if you aren't giving these people the the access to funding to kinda, you know, be able to maybe, I don't know, buy an instrument and also eat food. <laughs> then yeah. it's always going to be unbalanced. So like, this is a great move. I'm very happy. I'm happy it's on the UK side because the UK is always a weird kind of bridge between Europe and the US. Hopefully it passes. Hopefully the big tech dudes kind of smell the way the water's cooking, make their adjustments on their own for fighting it. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm reading these quotes right now. And it's just like, it's so crazy, like the old white man cr- cr- uh, pearl clutching right now. Uh, like one of the quotes from, from the man, uh, is it's a 20th century solution, not fit for the 21st century digital market and will leave the next generation of artists worse off.
0: Um,
1: and then the, the second one, uh, is we will carefully examine the findings of this report, but it's essential for any policy proposals to unavoid, uh, to avoid unintended consequences for the investment. It's a new talent. Wow.
0: That's the, so, 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 wait a minute, re- rewind. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me, because we all know how well A&R works in 2021. A- A&R is basically, you know, a couple of dudes hopping on Twitter, hopping on the SoundClouds, you know, songs already popping, saying, hey, kid, I'll give you 20 Gs that you have to pay, a 20 G loan, actually. I'm not giving you 20 Gs. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm giving you 20 Gs, but it's really a loan. And then fucking signing an act, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like that whole A and (laughs) R. And the thing is, I wish it's here as a music fan. I wish you could go back to the days of where, again, young talent, studio throws a lot of money on them. They go out there, they work, they try their best. They they hit or they miss. Those days aren't here. I miss the days of where you know the last. I feel like the last time we had a crazy album like this was. Oh, actually, no. I would make an argument. I'm thinking about it. The other interesting thing about the Halsey album is the idea of where you've got, like, you know, you hire these high-octane, expensive producers, right? Yeah. Like, so in my mind, I was like, shit, when was the last time you actually had that? Because if you think about it, you know, the idea of just, like, you know, the Rolling Stones going out there, renting a chateau, hiring 18,000 orchestras, just throwing money at this really expensive album and having it come out, those days are gone. It's like, to a certain point, we had this nexus of where, you know, certain artists were able to kind of take their laptops to create, create, cool music that was kind of like counterculture because they were able to do it on their own. But it feels like the record industry themselves have kind of adjusted where it's just like, hey, why are you going to give you the bag to make this album, you know, when you can just get an orchestra of plugins? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of sucks. And so the idea that they're trying to sell to you on the fucking fact that oh we're throwing money at these motherfuckers that's fucking bullshit. So yeah, that's my oh rant. yeah
1: no it's, it, it's crazy. And, and look, I I understand there are points where in an artist's career where you want to throw money at them, right? But that's usually touring. And that's usually like yeah once the artist kind of breaks through on Spotify or SoundCloud, like radio promotion and like you know studio time, like things like that. But like you literally have artists now. Who are dropping, like, recording stuff in their, like, bedroom, dropping on SoundCloud, and it's the number one album, like, album or track in the country, right? So, like, that whole cycle is being broken.
0: Look at our score <laughs> enemy Doja Cat, you know what I'm saying? She literally was on there, workshopping a craft on fucking Instagram Live, came out with her own viral hit... Got sign off their own viral hit like she did her own goddamn A and R like she does yeah. she get she should get two paychecks <laughs>
1: yeah I mean and look I understand like once like you know we look at like somebody like Lil Nas X who basically recorded Old Town Road in his bedroom like purchases a beat off of YouTube right and becomes like the biggest star in the, in, in the world um, yes at at that point it does make sense you know Lil Nas X doesn't have capital doesn't have like you know like he can't just like Book a world tour, you know, or book even like a a media tour by himself, right? Like he he needs investors, that makes sense. But yeah, A and R man is broken. Like yeah. there's no A and R. They're just like the the people are the A and R. Let's go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> power to the people. We choose our. What was what was the one video show where it's like you choose the hits, the oh. fucking. V- what was it? The box. The box. The box. The, the box. box.
1: The box. The box. But they, but they charge you. They charge you to choose the hits.
0: I mean, we kind of charge yeah, if you it's think like about a, it. Spotify. Yeah, one hundred. Get shoot your videos. But yeah, like, again, I, I would I would agree with the argument if this was like 1980 and I could be a coked up fucking rock dude and call in fucking Prince to really down a guitar solo. You know what I'm saying? But that's not where we're at now. We're at the we're at this stage of where a lot of artists come basically already self-made. They're doing their own social media. They're doing their own marketing. They've made the music on their own. They've got a whole bunch of tracks. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, like somebody like Doja Cat making that link that she did. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fucking video. It's a lot of promo. It's like songwriters, for producers. But for me, it's like, you know, if I already have a hit song, me deciding to throw in another, you know, 200000 at somebody who already has a hit that's blowing up is not really that crazy of an investment. It's something where the return is not going to be hard to necessarily see. And i say it's going to happen 100%, but that's that's for, for all you for all you Wall Street brokers out there who listen to our podcast, you know, it's, it's definitely better than options trading. <laughs> Ooh, Yes, yeah, so I got that little voice. I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna Ooh. cut my own spikely Bitcoin commercial soon, guys. Stonks. You know, I'm <laughs> stonks, stunks. <laughs> Diamond hands. Diamond Yo. hands.
1: I, I feel like if we converted to a stonks podcast, we would we, we get all the advertisers and all the money.
0: Oh, that'd so, be awesome. I'd I'm be done. like <laughs> I'd be like the future is Costco. <laughs> Buy Costco. But yeah. My point being is the fact of where, even the fact of where they invest in artists in 2021 is because it's relatively short hits. They know they've got at least one, one viral song on this, this popping album. They throw some money in it, and you know, at the end of the day, they'll get some of that money back. So that's my issue, is the idea of where this whole, like, we're paying, we're doing this, we're doing that. Don't get me wrong, yes, Uh, labels do a lot. If you're trying to get, you know, ask anybody who runs an indie label, just printing shit out, you know, throwing money, investing, that's a small investment. But we're dealing with companies trading on the fucking stock exchange. Oh, yeah. You know, them throwing fucking some poor artist 20 grand is not going to fucking, you know, ruin, it's not going to even ruin their fucking... It's not going to ruin their Saturday. It's not going to even ruin their fucking 20 minutes in the fucking sauna. You know what I'm saying? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's true, true. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope it passed. hope yep. it passed. I hope it passes. But uh, on to new music, New music. There's a personal favorite that me and Stone have mentioned here maybe once, twice, 23, 20. 20, 24 times, maybe... Uh, Eve's Tomorrow Returns He dropped The EP he, Sorry Apologies For him Um yeah. They dropped An EP On uh, Warp It's uh, I don't know How many songs Five Seven I don't have it In front of me Right now But uh, six. Six? six Thank you <laughs> um, it's, it's a definitely Interesting affair Uh, From my perspective I'll start off Very quickly Uh, What I liked About it Is the fact Of where It seems Intentionally Punk Africa, put it that way. Mm. It's basically a drum machine, it's, it's, does most of the drumming. Um, there's some songs that sound blatantly post-punk, but you definitely have the normal ease to more flourishes where it's like R&B, and it's, and it's funk, and it's like, you know, it's everything else. It just seems, a, and also it seems a lot more aggressive, where yeah. as opposed to Tortured Mind, where it was just kind of like almost like a concept album an odyssey, a journey this is very much like I'm doing this and I'll say festivals maybe possibly, live shows definitely a lot more high high octane Uh, for me what I liked about this EP is that it showed that he's got rage where you know you could make the argument that his leap from experimental electronic producer to full-fledged queer rock god they've kind of changed uh, mellowed out a little bit because the experimental stuff was a little bit more in your face But here he kind of shows you that, hey, and again, I don't say it's necessarily aggressive, like, hey, we're not, he's not, they, they are not doing, like, fucking death metal. But it's something where it's a little bit more punk, more in your face, more high octane. And it's kind of cool that he, that they showing both sides of themselves.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And and I I think, you know, it's really interesting to kind of see their progression where they kind of were in this industrial kind of goth uh, beginning and then Heaven uh, to a Torture Mind was like more of a glam rock. And now this is like rock rock, right? Where it's just like pick up a guitar, like rock the fuck out. Um, and, you know, rock has just been dead for a long time. Like when I say rock, I mean like guitar rock has been dead for a long time. Um, there's not been a, a new artist that's kind of picked up the mantle in a, in, in a while. So, um I feel like, you know, again, like black people gotta
0: <laughs> gotta do all the work, you know. What, what about Willow and the Travis Barker, you know, you resurrection know of pop I, punk? I actually listened to that. I
1: I have thoughts on it. I I feel like that could have been a great album, but Willow as an artist, I feel like it feels like cosplay to me. Sorry. I, I'm gonna get doxxed. But the like I I I I saw the vision with that album. I I listened to it today. I didn't have enough time to get thoughts around it, but I thought it was I, I I could see how it could be a strong contender. I just think that Willow just didn't it didn't feel like I don't know like it's like they they felt like there was something missing.
0: I, um, I'll I'll but, say this much, and I'm not a hater. But I'll always remember where, so here's, here's a Reggie confession. What My Hair Back and Forth was probably one of my, like for that year or two, around where it came out, I played that song a thousand and one times. It's banger. If, if more, it's it's capital B banger. <laughs> but I remember at that time she gave an interview kind of saying like after the fact, like you know after that song blew up the way it did, how she intentionally didn't want to kind of do music because of a lot of pressure. And she was saying how, yeah, she told the parents, and said, hey, this is a lot of shit, y'all. You know, suddenly, suddenly people are booking world tours and they got to go to the mall circuit and yada, yada, yada. I just want to be me. I just want to be a rich black kid. <laughs> and so fucking, that's where kind of like her career kind of not stalled, but she's like took a break, took a step back. So with this, it kind of feels kind of like almost like, hey, you know, I'm an adult, I'm doing this, you know, rock stuff. It doesn't, like you said, it, it feels not, and I don't wanna say authentic. It's authentic, but it's a certain level of, like, I don't really feel it the way I think I should feel it. Like, going back to... And, and here's... I'm gonna, I'm going to connect this to... Bring it back to Tumor. So you've got this artist here who started off electronic, experimental, doing a very specific genre. That same artist, they were like, Hey, you know, I really love rock music. I grew up in church. I, I know I know the relationship to black, to black music and to guitar-based music. And they didn't make this link. And when they've made that switch, what makes it exciting is the fact of where he lost. They they've lost a lot of the edges compared to their experimental shit. But this new shit is so soulful, so funk, so direct relationship to let's say the the black this the black music tradition that you kind of feel it. And look, this this is definitely an EP.
1: Like there's nothing on here. Although I do like the one track, um, Tuck, featuring Naked. Um, yes, that's good. You know, I, I do I do like that track, but it's, I you know I don't want to compare this to, heaven to a tortured mind, which felt like a complete album. Like this is definitely an EP. Um,
0: it's marketed as an EP. It sounds like an EP. Um, it, it feels very like, you know, like he kind of had f- like just skeletons of tracks and just like, let's lock us out in like a weekend. Yeah. Which is good, though. Yeah. Like it's, it's not it's it's intentionally like like let's just get this take. Like I said, very punk rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's probably just because, you know, they're going on tour uh, and they like, you know, I need to get my that, my streaming numbers up. <laughs> 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 gotta got, got, got sell the vinyl you know? gotta sell
0: the t-shirts gotta sell the cds yeah, so uh so
1: yeah no I'm, I'm 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 excited uh like thanks for the look got copping the ticket you know gonna see them mm. hopefully wearing has wearing hazmat shoots probably i mean you know like I, I was watching some some video and like there's an assistant for like somebody and like like, like she had like a fucking astronaut helmet on basically like literally like pressurized astronaut helmet and i'm like i i look i'm ready i'm ready i'm still going to these shows so
0: <laughs> i i will say this much if we've gotta be if we gotta keep it a hundred astronaut gear is fucking fly like there's a reason oh, why yeah. nasa came back for all the hips and stuff you ever see the old school fucking astronauts who's they have with the patches and shit they got the fucking easy boots, the white easy boots. Some sure shit just kind of flames. I, I'm just saying. Yo, that
1: NASA, NASA's messing up though, because like you know, like I went to the space see the space shuttle, and I'm like, you know, yo, the space shuttle. I remember that, and like all the kids are out here. The kids mess with NASA. They fuck with the space shuttle. And what's NASA doing? Nothing.
0: Come on, son. They got they, guys, they, guys, they got the guys so some collaboration. You know, NASA x Travis Scott. You know, NASA ex-Virgil Abloh you know what I'm saying I, yo all of that shit would be flames all of it would be flames
1: like they're
0: collaborating with the wrong people they're trying <laughs> to get these the Elon Musk and all these they they, need, they gotta go to the cultural tastemakers yo you know what I'm saying
1: like cause kids are out here wearing NASA gear like, like left and right like
0: cause, they, cause they're, they're, they're waiting to leave this earth <laughs> Yo, well, the Earth I mean, is a ghetto. Um, I want to leave. Like uh, <laughs>
1: homeboy uh, Richard Branson, mm. so that's Steves This guy had that, Steez, that 200k. That like you know, code,
0: track or Quest
1: Space Program. You know, like, like, like he'll take you up to because they, 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 they did the flight. Like they'll take
0: you up to not the moon, but like halfway, I guess. Mm. So, uh, yo, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm for me, it's gonna have to be when Bolt's bus goes up there, basically. <laughs> That's, that's my level Our, of personal funding. R.I.P. boat bus. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, boat bus. Well,
1: the megabus, like, moon trip is going to stop in, like, five different places. It's going to stop in, like, Pluto.
0: <laughs> God damn, I just want to get to Mars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter, you know.
0: The aliens all going to bra- be up there
1: smoking weed, like...
0: All the bathrooms are broken at the, at, the, at, the, at the planet stop and shit. Y'all pissed.
1: Cause every <laughs> y'all ping in the atmosphere. Every mega bus smells like weed. Like oh, it's, it's gonna be like the dudes from from fucking Jupiter, Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get back to this music. Yeah. Um, your boy, but yeah. Look.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, but yeah, no. Go, go on. I was I was on. gonna
1: like move it because your boy, uh, your mm. boy,
0: uh, Ping Sifu, back, yeah, back yeah, again. No, it's. Back again. Check it to the record, let's begin. Uh, yeah, no, he's got a new album. It looks like it's gonna be the, the raps this time. Um, kind of similar to his breakthrough record, Ensley, uh, uh, something a little bit more soulful. I know Georgia M. is gonna be on it. Um, I like this, so basically for long hair, don't care. Uh, I think for me, it's what I love most about Sifu where he's spitting. It's something done where it's very old school, but very new school because the beat is almost very current. But then halfway through, he basically just screws it all up. Where so the first half is at a regular BPM, turned up, fun, 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 and the last half with the whole you know screwed up version is just like a vibe. And I don't know, like like again, an artist we've mentioned here a couple of times, personal favorites of ours. You know, the Regent Stones' Temple of approval. I'm just happy to see him back and he's got a record dropping out i believe in august next month so you know I'm, I'm amped. that's what's up that's what's up yeah i mean
1: I, I i haven't checked this i i feel like the algorithm is just not sending me enough pink sifu um you know although i i loved inslee and i love like kind of what like the concept is um you know i i feel like this generation um needed kind of like you I know, mean, it's just some offbeat hip hop, and I, and I feel like you know, Pink Foo is kind of fulfilling that. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. Um, haven't checked the album, so I can't really say anything about it, but um, you know, I I always uh check uh, Pink Foo. The fact that Georgia M. Muldrow, the most underrated producer, musician extraordinaire,
0: is that sexism? Oh my it's god, is that
1: industry sexism? Um, that. Yeah, it's a whole other story. So, you know, the fact that George is on it is is already piqued my interest, so I'll definitely check yeah. it
0: out. Yeah, what else? Ah, oh, and then this is probably a big one. Uh, Vince Staples. Did you have a chance to listen to Vince I Staples? I did listen to the Vince Staples. <laughs> um, Very interesting record. I'll, I'll start off from over here where, uh, you know, for me, Vince Staples has always been somebody where he is, has a way of just verbalizing what it means to grow up and again, it's going to sound cliche, young and in the hood, but what I mean is it's very bird's eye view. Yeah. So the whole idea where like, like public enemy used to be like, yo, this is the CNN of the streets. What's great about Finn Staples is it really felt like you're watching a documentary almost, where his, his his eye for what's happening around him, the way he describes stuff, just feels very ground level, which doesn't necessarily seem exploitive. It just seems like first person view. Um, He's dropped a couple of albums from, you know, his big his big debut album was Summertime 06. That was, you know, very serious, very street level, very, this is what's happening out there. And from there, he's done an interesting thing where he's kind of bounced from different genres, where you had uh, um, Big Fish Theory, which is definitely almost club music, very maximalist. You had uh, FM, which is basically his ode to L.A. radio, which is very upbeat, almost party songs per se. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of a return to that darker Finn Staples but in a weird way cuz it's a very dark Finn Staples. Yeah. Where in at least of summertime 06 you had a lot of you know off-kilter beats, the production was a little bit upbeat. This is basically just like this is this is this is Kenny Beats doing his best James Blake production. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the white man connection happened it is, it's just like screwed up like our sad, somber R&B vocals it's just very low key and it's been fascinating to kind of see the reaction because a lot of people are just like I don't like it I don't like it and I kind of see why because you know for the last couple of album cycles he's been giving very upbeat almost party music yeah But but realistically, this is how he came in the game. He was even from his earlier EPs. It was very like blue suede, very somber views on inner city violence, and he's kind of kind of come back to this also. And and like I said, it's fascinating to kind of see people say like, well, where's the happy? Where's the jokey? And. You know, since he's been doing those more upbeat albums, we kind of forget, like, like this is his bread and butter. His bread and butter has always been, like, these first-hand tales. And this one, the self-titled record, it kind of seems a little bit more first-hand because it seems like he's talking about himself. He's talking about the trappings of fame. He's talking about how, you know, he feels weird about fucking his new fans. He talks about the shit he went through and people who he's seen locked up from his peers. It's a very introspective record, and I think that's what people don't really expect. The thing is... What's even funny, if you you really think about it, there's a reason why he came in the game with Earl's sweatshirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're kind of, you know, obviously different paths, but definitely the perspective was kind of very similar. So it's an interesting return to Roots it's it's not an easy listen like i said it's it's kind of a little bit somber and low key but it's a very solid record so.
1: yeah and the, the the way i would describe this way, record is like it's a great winter album
0: yes <laughs> you've nailed it that's exactly it yes. you know it's definitely yes like the, the, it just
1: feels like cold and not like you know you know, like I don't know, off-putting way, but it's just like it, it definitely does not feel like 90 degrees.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, out in the, uh, the streets album. You know,
0: maybe it got delayed because here said was gonna drop some albums. I think maybe a year or two ago. Maybe this is a, a result of COVID. Also, you, yeah, that's, you're, you're it exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a great winter album. Yeah in the summer yeah in <laughs> and, and the summer and, and, and you know
1: I, I i i'm not a huge vince staples fan but you know i think summertime 06 is like real, really good i do like his kind of like way for storytelling and introspection and there's a lot here um you know it's really interesting too that like like kenny beats was like the producer on, on the whole album um who was somebody who i feel like kind of leveled up with the production i thought the production was like really good I, i'm not a huge Kenny Beats. Production fan. Um, I know he's like more of a YouTube star now, um, but um yeah, no, I, I thought it was a solid effort. I thought I was like, you know, it wasn't an album. I listened to it twice and it was an album that I was like really itching to come back to. Um, but that's kind of how I feel with Vince Staples, like overall. And I just don't know what that is. Um, so it's probably not going to be an album that I come back to again. Uh, especially after the Tyler album, which I always come back to, <laughs> um, and not trying to compare two dudes from, Cal- from L.A., but I'm like y'all kind of dropped in the same time span. But
0: well, same same crew, baby. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, true. true. Our future affiliate. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, it's 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 a pretty solid effort. Um, but yeah, it's a very. It's, you know, it's, it's like the same when, um, when Yeezus dropped and I was just, like, listening to Yeezus and I'm like, and it dropped in like June and like, it's way too hot for this album. Yeah. Like that's how I kind of feel. And then I listened to Yeezus like six months later and I was like, okay, I get it. I feel like this is what this album is going to be to me. Um, it's just, you know, and they got the James Blake sample, you know, on, on the track. I think it's James Blake sample. Um.
0: Could, it's probably James Blake Light You know so I'm saying There's, there's, there's I mean, a lot of sad White people out yeah, there Yeah you
1: know James is James is out here In the studio he just like Pop up in the corner You know um,
0: <laughs> you, need, you need more sad Let me go in there Fix your sad yeah, numbers Yeah yeah Pay me 200k <laughs> <laughs> It's the
1: saddest 200k I'll ever make
0: Yeah <laughs> Deliver in the casket. That's how I like it. I like, I like, you know. <laughs>
1: but no, it's a, it's a solid effort. And um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I need to listen to it a couple more times. But um, yeah, no, you know, I, I respect Vince Staples definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, rounding out the pack. All right, who's who's gonna pronounce this name? Oh, I, I'm not Steven it. Stone.
1: <laughs> Damn that.
0: All right, that's, so uh, we have. Snow Allegra? Allegra? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Snow Allegra. Snow the product? Shout out to Snow the product. Are uh, you spitting bars? Hopefully, you still spitting bars. But anyway, Snow Allegra, uh, hair apparent. According to Twitter, this generation's shot A. <laughs> that
1: dude was trolling. That I I I, I am a hundred percent like that dude is a troll. I like maybe there's another like tweet that's like yo check out my mixtape. Like I, I feel like that's that is the MO for Twitter these days. It's to post some you know janky shit and then post your mix mixtape link.
0: Check out my my uh TikTok leggings. <laughs> check out my beer cozies. <laughs>
1: oh man but uh yeah the the, the snow uh allegra album I'm, I'm gonna say it's allegra um dropped temporary highs in the violet skies dropped um and you know snow is like a really interesting artist and you know i feel like like r&b is is you know just it's going through a lot of expansion um and i feel like when she dropped her album called uh feels back in 2017 it was just like a it was it felt like really fresh and new um i forgot who produced it but it's like a lot of it's kind of like what mary j was doing in the 90s live hip-hop influence um you know just like a lot of like you know hip-hop like collaborators like things like that it was like this really cool marriage of hip-hop and r&b Um, the follow-up to that ooh the fills again was uh, a little bit more traditional r&b but very well produced Um, and this album i feel like is just very by the numbers um which is it's fine but it's like i don't know like i was just not impressed by it and i feel like you know she's had like really like two really great albums and, like, this album, you know, it was just not impressive to me. And I thought, too, like, looking at the album cover, you're thinking, like, it's going to be, like, you know, when Tyler went and did Cherry Bomb, right? Like, I'm, you know, like, the album cover is very, like, punk rock.
0: <laughs> you know? I, I I like the way you change, you know, punk rock. That was very, very, very astute. Very very good wordplay for shitty. <laughs>
1: Uh, Shouts to D-Funk Who's going in on the album cover um, You know but the album cover Is like super weird and super like You know out there and you expect Like the music to match that but the music Is, is pretty much like middle Of the road R&B And it's it's I don't know it's just like very disappointing
0: Yeah it's I, I think the problem Here is that it's fine like you said it's fine But fine is not exciting fine is Not interesting yeah. you know and and I kind of get that, you know, we're in a space of where R&B is trying to figure out its legs. Like I said, r is in a weird space where it's like dying, but it's resurrected, where you know, it's something where you've got these really avant-garde, like R&B has never has been as avant-garde as it is now yeah. since the 70s. But at the same time, there's very specific lanes where if you want to kind of make, you know. Very cookie-cutter, trap-esque R&B, it's there. If you want to make very middling, you know, maybe slow jam R&B, it's there. So it's kind of like this push and pull. The problem with Snow is that she's somebody where she's obviously aligned herself with more avant-garde artists like Tyler. She shows up in a lot of, like, uh, you know, singing background tracks for a lot of, like, interesting MCs. And it's kind of weird where on her own project it sounds like Fine. Like I said, there's nothing really bad. It's something where, you know, there's probably, you know, right now there's some like 23 year old fumbling with a bra in, in a dorm room somewhere. Well, probably 21 year old, really, at the age. And there's no Lego trackers playing in the background, which is cool. But it's not really anything that hits. This is like, you know what you need? We need we need the music back back when back in my day. Back in back in my day, back in the Audi five thousand days, back in the Accord with the Golden Rim days, you'd have grown ass men, you know what I'm saying, out there blasting that Mary J. Blige. blasting that Anita Baker and that's the idea of where you know there was something there some kind of movement there that you know it just felt like some shit that you still wanted to kind of blast loudly this is like fine it's it's lifestyle music this is something that you play in the background while you know eating your avocado toast yeah and and
1: <laughs> the sad thing is like you're you're right like it's it's definitely made for you know like restaurants and you know um, and it sucks, too, because, like, you know, it, it, even, like, the, like she has Tyler on two tracks, right? Tyler, the creative, is really hot right now. Um, he, he's dropped, like, three of the most, you know, in a row, some of the most creative projects in hip-hop. Um, you know, and Tyler and, um, ah, who's, who's the collaborator, that, the girl that Tyler always works with, um, the Colombian, uh,
0: oh, I see her yeah, too. it's gonna hit me. Yeah, it's gonna yeah.
1: Hit, it's gonna hit me too. But they they have awesome chemistry, right? Whereas this it just really feels like Tyler like phones it in, right? Like it's just kind of like I don't know, like Tyler. You know, Tyler's kind of like the 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 typical like girl, you crazy rap, you know. And the girl's <laughs> like, no, you crazy, you know. And it's like it's the same template we've heard over and over and over again. And it's just kind of like if you have Tyler on on your on your shit, like like you know you got kind of I like I just want you know, artists to like you know because Tyler's going to probably bring you some crazy stuff, like just go crazy, right? That's that's what you pay Tyler the Creator to do, right?
0: No, agreed. And it's just like why would you have an avant-gardeist there just to do avant-garde shit? It's like you could add anybody in that lane. You know, you might as well have gotten like you know Roddy Ricch or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, I looked it up. Ready for this Google Foo Cali? Yes. Just- Shout out to Kelly yes. just dropped the old Spanish album recently. And like you're right, it's the idea of where, again, she's somebody where I'm not going to be like she was doing some crazy experimental, you know, singing underwater or fucking somebody playing fucking, you know, drums on a fucking on a laptop type shit. But she's somebody where she's like, "Hey, I'm in this more creative lane. I'm doing interesting visuals. I'm doing fucking more expensive with the music. I'm having little these cute little pop ideas, these fun pop ideas. I'm playing around with." And like I said, it's kind of unfortunate because, like I said, if you've got these kind of people behind you, why would you play it by the numbers? You, there's a lot of probably cheaper artists you could have got to do the same exact. Same. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that, that's about that's it I guess it. we're not getting If I to, uh, to I guess it's, it's Michael B. Jordan I guess we, we're We're locked out Of Michael B. Jordan Oh that's, that's her boo That's her that's oh, boo I correctly man. The room, rumor is oh, Damn Killmonger We got Killmonger After us oh, bro Damn Damn He's gonna come out here Shoot us with a rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I, we, we could never go To an art gallery Or museum again <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've gotta wear disguises womp, womp. We're, we're gonna be In Black Panther too. You know, like like, yeah, like it's, invitation it's, that, that, rescinded. That gone.
0: Yeah, damn man, <laughs> I was looking forward to hanging out, with fucking you know, me, me and fucking Wakanda, it's CGI Wakanda. I know,
1: like, I'm I'm ready, CGI Wakanda. I, like, it's better than you this, <laughs> better than this shit.
0: <laughs> 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 uh and on that note, as we prepare to fly off to Wakanda. <laughs> In the invisible jet, let's go. In the invisible jet, let's go. Um, this is the end of the podcast. As usual, we want to give y'all peace and blessings. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay woke. Stay woke. Y'all stay ready. Stay ready for the call. Stay ready for the revolution. Stay and, and stay vaxxed, please. Uh, stay vaxed, and stay vaxxed. We love y'all. Peace. peace.